of a person who is mazik versus an ox that is mazik is that a person pays for nezik and would pay for the value of the fetus if he caused a miscarriage, whereas an ox that is mazik only pays for nezik and would not pay for the value of a fetus. Next, the person who hits his parent but does not make a wound, or someone that causes a wound to another person on Yom Kippur, they are chayev for all five payments. Next, a person who wounds an evidivri is chayev in all five payments, except if he's the master of evidivri, he doesn't have to pay for sheves. Uh, next, Dr. Mishnah, a person who wounds an Eved Kanani that belongs to someone else is chayev for all five payments. Rebutus says a slave does not get paid for boishas. The Mishnah continues, with regard to chayev, shayt, and cotton, dealing with them is bad, because one who injures them is chayev, but if they injure someone else, they're potter. With regard to an Eved Ivri and a woman, dealing with them is also bad, because one who injures them is chayev, but if they injure somebody else, they're potter, except that they do pay later on, meaning, if the woman gets divorced, uh, or if the slave is freed, they would then be chayev to pay for what they did. Mishnah continues, a person who hits a parent and causes a wound, and one who causes a wound to another person on Shabbos is potter from any payment because they're chayev misa. The Mishnah ends off, a person who wounds his own Evid Kanani is also potter from any payment. Zak the Gemara Rabbi asks Rav, what's the halacha if one injures the minor daughter of another man? Who would get the payment? Do we say since the Tari gives all the gain of a Naira to her father, the payment for injury would go to him as well, since the injury depreciates her value, which belongs to him? Or do we say that he gets her gains because he has the right to marry her off to a disgusting man? However, he does not have the right to injure her, and so and therefore he would not get the payment from her injury either. Rav said the Tari only gave him the right to her gains, not the money for injury. In fact, the Mishnah said that if the owner of an evidently damaged him, he does not pay for Shevas because that belongs to him anyway. Now, Based on this, since the father has rights to the daughter's wages, he should get the payment for Sheves. Abai said, Rav would agree that with regard to Sheves and Echanami, the father would get that payment. Back to Mara, says, if someone injures his adult son, he has to give him the money immediately. If he injures his minor son, he must put the money in a trust for him. If one injures his minor daughter, he's putter. Not only that, but if, if others injure her, they're chayif to pay the money to the father. So you see, not like we just said, Mara said, this is also only referring to the payment for Sheves. Bryce says, if someone injures someone else's adult son or daughter, he has to pay them immediately. If they're minors, he has to put the money in a trust for them. If someone injures his own son or daughter, he's potter. This contradicts the last Bryce. Uh, the second Bryce is discussing where the children are financially dependent on the father. The first Bryce is discussing where they are not. If the first Bryce is discussing where the children are not dependent on the father, why is it that if someone else injures the minor daughter, he gives the money to her to the father? She needs the money for her own support and should therefore be entitled to the money. The Mara says the money that goes to the father is the money in excess of what she needs to support herself, as Rava, the son of Ula, says elsewhere. In fact, if the second price is discussing where they're dependent on the father, why is it that when one injures an adult son, he gives the money to the son, but when he injures a minor son, he puts it in a trust? In both these cases, he should give the money to the boy's father. Mara says the father allows the son to take these financial windfalls that don't cause any financial loss to the father. As long as he doesn't, he's not affected by that, he has no problem if his son keeps it. In fact, we find that the father does mind if a son keeps a something that he found in Metsia, even though it didn't cause the father any financial loss, the the father doesn't mind if the payment is a windfall and it comes because of the pain suffered by the child. However, when it comes without the pain to the child, then Enechanami does not want the child to have it. He wants to keep it for himself. Fekma, why is it that he doesn't want his daughter to keep the money that comes to her as a windfall and came to her through pain? Mara says, because in that case, we're dealing with a father who does not even support his children. Such a father doesn't want his children to keep anything, even if it came to them through pain. And the other Bryce, we're dealing with a more generous father who supports his children. Such a father doesn't mind for his children to keep money that came to them through 
through pain. In fact, what's meant when the Brisa says to put the money in a trust? So Rav Chitz said it means the money should be used to buy a safe attire for the children to learn from. Rabbi Baravuna said the money is used to buy a palm tree from which the children can eat the fruit. Rish Lakish also said that the attire only gave the father a right to his daughter's gains, not payment for her injury. Rabbi Yechonin says the father even gets payment for her wound. Can be Rabbi Yechonin says you give her the money for her wound? Even Rabbi Lazar only asked about his getting money for her injury, which depreciates her value, not for a simple wound. Rabbi Yechonin refers to where she got a wound to her face, which depreciates her overall value.